I sound pretty good in the shower, but I'm biased because it's me, and I think I'm good singing in the car, good singing in the shower, so I would need somebody to judge if you want to sit in the car with me, and listen if you want to listen in the shower, that's fine. <laughs> somebody alert Kaylee Cuoco or Brie Larson. Or, in fact, any woman would like to volunteer for that mission. Hello. Aloha. Guten Morgen. Guten Nacht. That's good morning, good night in German. I'm Jeff Stritch. You know that. If you didn't, you know that now. This is Strictly Stritch in Time. Ah, yes. And I like to remind you of the dates. Now, when you're looking up, what podcast to listen to, what episode of a certain podcast. The date will be on there, but just in case you're lazy, I'm going to let you know that today is Friday, November 6th, 2020. As always, a pleasure to be here. Thank you for welcoming into whatever device you're listening into. Here's the way things work. We talk about two current events. We get into the main subject, the main point of topic. Then I'll talk about something else. We've got plenty of time. Well, you're going to get to know me. If you already listen, well, you know me very well, and you stick around each and every week. Right off the bat, the James Bond film, the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, has been postponed and postponed and postponed again. It eventually will be coming out. The companies like Universal Studios, they're not even listing when a movie is coming out because the possibility that it's going to move again because of the virus is very, very strong because nobody... Well, we'll we'll get to that momentarily. But the new James Bond film delayed. But they still are keeping the interest of the character in the forefront. That's right. There is a new James Bond. Daniel Craig, this is his swan song, Sayonara. The new James Bond in the next film will be Lashana Lynch. Now, this came up on my phone yesterday, and I thought, oh, great. You've got an African-American woman playing James Bond. I didn't look a whole lot into what Lashana Lynch had done. I simply said, oh, that's something I can talk about. And as I was preparing, I went, holy moly. Lashana Lynch was 
Maria Rambo in the Captain Marvel film. She was Brie Larson's character, Carol Danvers, her best friend. And I thought, okay, now I know Lashana Lynch a little bit better. I know what she's capable of. And I'm excited to see what she can do. But there's a point that I can say I'm excited well, there's a point that that covers a lot of ground, but I'm not a huge James Bond fan. I, I don't go head over heels when a new film comes out. The old films, well, they when they show them, like anything else, you think, oh, my gosh, look at those sound effects. Oh, my gosh, those just are not... Not very good. They were at the time, but they are no longer good. So we don't know when they will begin filming the next James Bond film, but it has my interest. I'm sure the popularity of the character, now you, you've got a crossover. You've got a lot of people who have always been interested in James Bond because it's a stud character and he always has his shirt off at some point now i'm not saying lashana lynch is going to be topless but you got the women and you're going to have men and i think the interest in the character is going to grow because at some point things get a little stale so I don't know when that will be, but we have a new James Bond when the movie comes out. So that is of, well, movie interest. And now we're going to continue on in the movies in a very, very sad note that I need to mention it, even though it happened, oh, last week after the broadcast of my episode, Remember, Remember, the 5th of November. But movie icon, actor Sean Connery, passed away at the age of 90. He was born in, well, England, Edinburgh, the United Kingdom, August 25th, 1930. He passed away on Halloween. He did so in his sleep in Nassau, the Bahamas. I am a huge Sean Connery fan. And speaking of James Bond, if you were unaware, Sean Connery was the first James Bond in the 1962 film Dr. No. Do you see how they I tied that in? Actually, I was unaware that I was going to tie that in, but I did. Always looked forward to seeing Sean Connery in any film. There are certain actors and actresses that I have a category for them. And that category is they always make a movie better. Morgan Freeman is one of those individuals. Sean Connery is another one of those individuals. The Hunt for Red October is one of my favorite films. He is the 
Russian sub-captain in that. And there are so many other films that he was in. Always Suave, Debonair, of course, The Accent. And it was the third installment of the Indiana Jones franchise that was, oh boy, I should have done a little more research on this. (laughs) Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when Sean Connery appeared in that film as Indiana Jones' dad, Dr. Henry Jones. Sean Connery will be missed. I hate to spend, you know, it's if I'm, it seems like I'm spending less time on that. It's because I really don't want to get sad because it did, it did hit me hard. He will be missed, but of course, he will always be remembered, and you can always watch him in those films. So we have Lashana Lynch, the new James Bond in the next film. We have the original James Bond, John Connery, passing away on Halloween in the Nassau Bahamas. He was 90 years young. Today, our main topic is, I had a topic, and as usual, I thought, oh my gosh, I always mention the fact that I am in radio. There is a station you will be hearing me on very, very soon. I will tease you just a little. Just if you're looking at me from behind, I'm I'm shaking my dupa, putting my trousers down, giving you a little bit of a tease. If you're standing in front of me, I'm doing the same thing. Just a little bit of a tease. I will let you know a little bit more about that. As we get closer to the beginning of that station, I am very, very excited. But I always mention in the podcast how much I enjoy movies and music. And I thought, I think it's about time we talked about music, and that's what we're going to do. This weekend, tomorrow, again, I am recording this. Friday, November 6th, Saturday, November 7th, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It alternates, well, it alternates sites for the ceremonies. It is in New York City, or it is here in Cleveland, where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is based. So the ceremonies will be at the Rock Hall, will be broadcast On HBO, of course, there will not be many people there because of what's going on. And the inductees are, well, thank goodness none of them are Dave Matthews, who led the fan voting. Oh, God. But the inductees for the class of 2020 are, in no particular order, Nine Inch Nails, T-Rex, Irving Azoff, John Landau, The Notorious B.I.G., Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, and Whitney Houston. That is the class of 2020. Remember, it is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it covers many, many genres. It covers people who have produced music. That is your class of 2020. If you can't get to the ceremony live, if you had tickets and you and you're, can't go at all, 
again, HBO will be broadcasting the ceremonies live. So I mentioned the class of 2020. Doobie Brothers, right from the start, I said they are a guarantee when they had the fan voting. To prove how the fan voting that it means nothing, the Dave Matthews Band incredibly, unbelievably led the fan voting. Did I just mention their name in the class of 2020? No. Will I be mentioning their name in the class of 2021? No. Will I be mentioning their name in the class of 2022? Nada. You see where I'm going with this? They don't deserve to be in. I hope they never, ever get in. Ants Marching is a good song. When I hear it, I sing along to it. But basically, they suck. How they led the fan voting, I never, ever will understand that. But I was just happy that the fan vote didn't have as much sway and input as they say it does. They did not make the final vote. Again, the fan vote has a little bit to do with it, but not necessarily all of it. So very excited that the Doobie Brothers are in posthumously. The Notorious B.I.G. and Whitney Houston, deservedly so, they deserve to get in. I don't know a whole lot about Nine Inch Nails. I know who they are. I've listened to their music. I don't know a whole lot of their music. So I can't really say too much about them. T-Rex. Can't really say too much about them. Bang a gong. They may have had a couple other hits. Obviously, they had a lot of hits, but I don't know. Usually, it's a new alternative band, an old rock band, and then you bring about a new alternative band. You cover all the genres you possibly can. Congratulations to all the inductees in the class of 2020. Thank goodness. The Dave Matthews Band, not a part of that. So am I going to talk about who's in, who's inducted? Absolutely not, because you know who's in. And right now, if you're that interested in music, and you should be, I'm always excited when they list the nominees and then they break it down and very excited when they make the final announcement because I enjoy music. But it's not about who's inducted because if they are a good artist and they've surpassed the minimum 25 years in order to be inducted, they can still be, well, yeah, they can still be playing. But however and whenever they get in, you know it's coming. Right when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right when they said, we're going to have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, did you think the Beatles were going to be omitted? Did you think Elvis was going to be omitted? Right off the bat, boom, they're in. But it's who's not in that always raises eyebrows. It always offers opinion in that just doesn't go for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm a big sports fan. Every time they announce nominees for the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's not about who's in. 
It's who doesn't get in because what happens is if you have someone go in, if they're voted in and they're borderline deserving and people say, well, they let them in, but they're not sure why and they're not sure how and that usually opens the door for somebody else. At least that's the way I see it. So I thought it's about time I talked about music, at least here on my podcast, who is not in. I dug up all kinds of information, copied 50 pages of information, then 40 pages. A lot of the bands who are snubbed, I don't know a whole lot about them. I really don't. Bands like television, if you are a fan of the band television, I apologize that I don't know a whole lot about them. They're one of the snubs. And a lot of the artists I don't know a whole lot about. But there are 20 snubs that, well, they really, really raise eyebrows. And one in particular, and I tried to get an updated, well, an up-to-date list of who people thought should be in. And, well, I'm looking at the list, and I'm thinking, do they deserve to get in, from my opinion? Because it's all about my opinion, isn't it? I offer up what I know. You think about it. You talk about it with friends or you talk about it to yourself, with yourself, <laughs> however you want to do it. I'm usually talking about it to myself. And one of the biggest snubs right off the bat, and I was shocked at this on my other radio program, I guaranteed the Doobie Brothers, and then I said, there is no way that this individual is not going to get in. There is no way. I didn't bet my left testicle, need that, in case I was wrong. And thank goodness I didn't, because it turns out that she is snubbed again. Pat Benatar, do me a favor. You're listening to this in your car. Don't do what I'm about to tell you to do. But if you're listening where you are not driving a vehicle, any kind of heavy machinery, look at the list of hits Pat Benatar has. You may not be a Pat Benatar fan. And if you aren't, again, that's your opinion. I know someone, I know quite a few people who aren't Beatles fans. That is their opinion. The Beatles still should be played on a radio station, shouldn't they? But Pat Benatar, pull up a greatest hits, and you go, I know this song, I know this. That's a great song. Yeah. You go to the stuff in the 70s, and then it keeps going into the 80s. We belong. Love is a battlefield. There's so many songs. There are unappreciated, underrated songs 
Sex is a weapon. Listen to that. Take my advice if you want a little bit of a rocker. Hell is for children. A very, well, socially impactful song. But Pat Benatar, right here as I sit, I'm looking and all kinds of information. And here's what it says. Pat Benatar passed over for 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. That is sad. Invincible, Heartbreaker. Oh, my gosh. The list goes on and on. How can you not have Pat Benatar in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when it's all about gender, males, females, LGBTQ, to omit Pat Benatar again? I will say this, though. Left testicle safe because I didn't make the bet, but I'm going to put my right testicle up. Yep. Guaranteed, I will bet my right testicle that Pat Benatar gets in next year because if it's a big, big snub, as this is, if people complain loud enough, she's going to get on the ballot and they're not going to make the same mistake twice. Go ahead. You're right now. You got Pat Benatar's greatest hits up, or you're just looking at her songs and you're thinking, geez, Jeff knows what he's talking about. She should be in. That is the biggest omission on the list in front of me. I'm not going to go to the list of 100 bands or artists that should be snubbed. Soundgarden? Yeah, I'm not a huge Soundgarden fan. I know some of their songs. A lot of people think, oh, my gosh, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, they, boom, grunge right there. You name those two bands, you think grunge, you think the impact that they had on music in the 90s. But I'm not really a big fan. Remember, it is my opinion. <clears throat> if you are a Soundgarden fan, I apologize for that. They are listed as one of the 20 biggest snubs. So I'm mentioning that again. That's the list I'm going off of, and I'll name a few other artists on my own. I mentioned the band Television. That's the last time I'm going to mention the band Television. New Order. Mm, eh. don't know a whole lot about them. And it's funny because I'm very open. I mentioned in my last episode that I'm afraid of the dark. If you look at a photo, I have a big nose. I'm not as attractive as I once was, if I ever was attractive. So being a disc jockey in broadcasting, for me to say that I don't know of a certain band, well, it leaves me naked. And you don't want to see me naked now. It's frightening. I try to make it less frightening, but it still is frightening. But I'm just being honest. I know their songs, some of them. I, I've listened to them, just not a big fan. Outcast, we're looking at the, well, the rap genre. I don't know if you'd put them actually in the rap category. That song, Hey Ya. Hey. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to say that. Sorry, Shaggy. 
I'm not allowed to sing anything or mention any licensed song. Just I can mention it, but I can't sing it. I find that song annoying. I really, really do. And what's annoying is if I do this while I'm talking. So I'm going to mute this because I need to get a drink of water. <clears throat> I'm back. I'm live. See how that works? You don't even know that I actually stopped to get a drink. Shaggy will make sure of that when he produces the show. The Pixies falls in the same category of New Order. I don't know a whole lot about them. Now, Rage Against the Machine, listed as one of the top 20 snubs. You're probably thinking there's no way he knows them. Yeah, I do. I do. I like to work out to some of their songs. And I'm sure because of there are few artists that they're really, really negating. I mean, do you put Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine in the same category? Because you'd only vote in one each year. I doubt, I seriously doubt, you would vote two in. But it is possible, and I'm running out of testicles, so... I'm not going to, you know, bet any of those. Now, a couple of the big, big omissions that I'm going to talk about. Tina Turner. And those of you who were, well, I'm dating myself, and if you're old enough, you're thinking, oh, boy, yes, she does. The 60s, Ike and Tina Turner, and then the impact she had in the 80s, a lot of her videos. She had great legs. She probably still does. But boy, boy, her legs. She really, really featured those in those videos that she was in. How can you not include Tina Turner or vote her in at some point? I mean, she also acted in films. And some of her songs from the 80s, Simply the Best, and the song from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, We Don't Need Another. I love that song. We Don't Need Another Hero. Kids singing in the background during the end of the song. Uh, the movie, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Might have run its course at that particular time. But the soundtrack, very, very good. With... Ike Turner, we don't need to go about their embattled relationship, but a lot of good stuff with him. Would they be in as a duo slash couple? Probably not. But if you have been in a group, at least people know your name, and as time has gone on, you associate the name Turner, at least musically, with Tina Turner. Not Ike Turner, though I are they are, you know, somewhat tied together and always will be. But because of the group that she was in, the duo, 
you know a little bit more about Tina Turner, and she deserves to be in. Would that negate Pat Benatar being inducted? Well, there you go. Again, do you vote two artists in from the rock pop genre? Both females. Because deservedly so, there will always be females. You're never going to just have all males in or all male groups. Tina Turner deserves to be in. Close to my heart. And I forgot about this artist. And he really, really had an impact on me in the later years of his life. He is no longer with us. But when he started making music in the 70s, some really bizarre songs, I I dismissed him. I thought, yeah, he's a novelty. It's morbid some of the stuff he talks about. And then one day, I pick up a CD. Not recently. They still make CDs, but they are phasing them out. And I see the greatest hits of this artist. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to get that for one song in particular. One of my favorite songs, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. And I noticed a couple other tracks on there. I thought, oh, well, that's good. That's a good tune. So I pick up the CD, Warren Zevon's Greatest Hits. And I listened to the CD, and I thought, this is good. And then I listened to it again, and I thought it's a little bit better than good. Then I listened to it a third time. Well, I didn't finish listening to it, you know, and then the next day I finished listening to it, and I thought, wow. This is very, very good. Some of the songs might still be considered novelty and also a little bit morbid at the same time. Roll in the headless Thompson Gunner, to name one of them. Excitable Boy, politically correct at the time, probably not if you really listened to the lyrics. Is it played now? Sure, maybe not as much as it once was, or certainly when it came out. But the lyrics to the song, Excitable Boy, eh, might make you cringe a little bit. Yeah, I know. Right when you're done listening to this, you're going to pull that song up. But so many other songs. Hasten Down the Wind. He ends with a song, actually a couple songs that he actually made for the greatest hits, a song called Genius. The name of the CD was Genius, the greatest hits of Warren Zevon. And I thought, man, this is a really, really good song. And he battled cancer. And, of course, he got progressively worse. But... As most people are, he was a gamer trying to fight it, to fight it off. And if you ever, and I'm probably going to even get a little bit upset, and this is not scripted, 
I'm not that good of an actor to do this, but if you ever want to be just emotionally leveled, and I know it's very easy to pull up, go to YouTube, The David Letterman Show, and put in the last time Warren Zevon was on. You will not get through the interview without crying. When you know you don't have much time on this planet, you're on a talk show, and he had been on many, many times, Zevon on The Letterman Show. And I watched this. I'd heard about it, and I watched it, and I thought, for somebody to come on with what they're going through, talk about it the way he did. So courageous, and I, I'm not even going to talk anymore about that particular show, but just watch three minutes of the interview. He was on for about 20 minutes. He played a little bit of music with Paul Schaefer. Absolutely devastating. Pick up Warren Zevon's greatest hits, and you will be amazed, and you will say, he deserves to be in, if not the next induction by 2022, because, again, you don't forget the snubs. And also, I will never forget Warren Zevon for another reason. Being in broadcasting, and even when I'm not, I'm a fan of the First Amendment, free speech. And I mentioned the song Lawyers, Guns, and Money, and I'm going to mention it again for this reason. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. There's a paper, a newspaper, yes, newspaper, that's still in existence. It was the main source of reading when this column came out. But I didn't notice it the first time I went through this particular issue on a certain day. And I saw this column, and it was about Warren Zevon, and it was about free speech. If you listen to lawyers, guns, and money. The song itself is three minutes and 30 seconds long. No research on this because I have this in my noggin. Now, it may take me a second to remember the words to the third verse because I didn't pull them up because I didn't think I was going to go in this direction. So let me think of the the third verse from Lawyers, Guns, and Money. I'm hiding in Havana. I'm a desperate man. Send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan. Yes, I said it. I'm quoting from a song, and I would say it anyway because of First Amendment. Well, that's in the full song. The song is only three minutes and 30 seconds. And a lot of it is kind of a fade-out of him saying lawyers, guns, and money. Now, in this column in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, they were talking about the one word that is said in that song. Shit. Regular radio stations would not give the full airplay of the song because of that word. They wouldn't even leave. They wouldn't even play the third verse, which shortened up the song even more. And I remember this, and they always 
always quote this at certain times when I'm on a radio station. And when you listen to me on the news station, you're going to hear me talk about it. In this interview that was put into the column, Zivon said, if you are going to omit the third verse, if you're going to take it out, if you're not going to leave the song and let it play in its entirety just because of that one word, then don't play it. That was his stance. A song deserves to be played in its entirety. It's one word. Don't get me started on all the other songs that slip words in. You probably don't even know it. I'm not just talking about songs on satellite, certain songs. Certain stations, they still delete songs. Other stations don't. See, I'm getting off on a tangent, but it's music-related. So they don't play certain songs, but sometimes it's forgotten. Maybe during another show, I will go over those particular songs. But Lawyers, Guns, and Money, one of my favorite songs. I always remember that column because of the free speech, but simply the stance he took. Now to wrap up about Warren Zevon, yes, he deserves to be in. In a lot of his songs, I mentioned novelty, air bunnies, maybe, maybe not, but a lot of stuff that is not novelty songs. Pick up that greatest hits or tune in on one of the many, many ways you can listen to music. So those are the artists that jump out at me. A few other ones from the snubs. Ah, Kraftwerk. Um, Sonic Youth. The Smiths. If they're not inducted next year, well, we may be having the same conversation. I think so. <laughs> television. <laughs> That's the band television, not the you know, television you view. <laughs> I know nothing about them. They, Who knows? Maybe they will be inducted next year. Those are the snubs. Now, there are a lot of people who might be, should be, but may never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they might be considered folk. Here's a name, an artist you probably haven't thought of. How about this? Ready? Sit down. Nope, stand up. Okay, now slowly sit back down. Gordon Lightfoot. Yes, Gordon Lightfoot. Not just because of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is a fabulous, fabulous piece of work. So many other songs. You may never see him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame simply because I don't know how many folk artists they're going to put in. And again, I'm not going to review the list. I'm not going to take up time of you listening to me heavy breathe, though. Oh, here's one for the ladies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my friend Bo, but really. 
That's what it sounds like when I heavy breathe. So if you want to hear more of that, get a hold of me and we can do that. That's just one artist that comes off the top of my head. A lot of these artists are in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Harry Chapin, one of my favorite artists. If you really want to dig deep into what I think about Harry Chapin somewhere on the Internet, I have a website. I do. I can't remember. It'll say Jeff Stritch on it. But I have an article in there that I wrote called Why Harry Chapin Should Be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Chuckle? My opinion. Grew up listening to Harry Chapin. Means a lot to me. I A lot of his songs are about normal people in extraordinary situations. And, of course, closer to my heart, my dad was a big Harry Chapin fan. My dad passed away uh, six years ago. Got me into music by what he was playing on a track on the radio and, of course, turntable <clears throat> and cassette. I guess I will add cassettes to that. <laughs> Again, just my opinion. I apologize for bumping into the mic. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies for the 2020 inductees this weekend. I will give them one more shout-out. Nine Inch Nails, T-Rex, Irving Azoff, John Landau, The Notorious B.I.G., Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, and Whitney Houston snubs, maybe another time. I'll get somebody else on the podcast and we'll talk more about snubs. Now, here's something, and there's the M. Sometimes I like to end with a segment, and it's never going to come out as good as it did when I was discussing it with somebody else, but I thought, well, yeah, I'm going to end this way. And this is really, really, really going to put me out there in the minority not that I'm already out there in the minority ugly DJs with big noses oh, small penises I, I, I don't know I haven't really gauged it against anything but I'm going to talk about Facebook for a minute <laughs> I have a Facebook page it's Jeff Stritch I also have one for the show Strictly stretch in time. But I am not a fan of Facebook. I, I, I just don't understand. I have friends who are on there. Okay, maybe I don't have friends. Maybe, maybe I have acquaintances who do a lot of things on there. They post memes. Other people, they, they say things like, I woke up this morning and I had oatmeal for breakfast. Really? Why do I care what you had for breakfast? You know, why do why do I care what you think about? I don't even care what I think about. I find Facebook annoying, distracting. I won't say a novelty. Mark Zuckerberg is extremely rich off it, but think about it for a minute. Social media, you get a chance to voice your opinion. Always somebody is going to find angst in what you think or say. That's the whole point of it. You go back and forth. You call people names. You're hiding behind what you're putting 
you're posting on Facebook. Come on, people. That's just ridiculous. Have a conversation face-to-face with somebody about what you think. That's better. Don't hide behind social media when you're discussing something with somebody who is in, oh, I don't know, Canada or Guam. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I'll tell you the truth. I probably wouldn't have one if I wasn't in the broadcasting industry. It is important that I get my name out there. Maybe not my nose, maybe not my, you know, nether regions, but get my name out there. And of course, promoting this show and the other podcast I'm on, which I'll mention, I don't see a whole lot of point in Facebook. Now, there are a lot of things that I say and do that you'll think, well, he doesn't have a good point. Why does he do that? Why does he do the things? But Facebook, I mean, people post on there. Got a job. Got the job of a lifetime. Very, very excited about it. People hit like the smiley face. Everybody is excited for this person, their friend, their acquaintance. Their quote unquote Facebook friend. Then about three months later, that same individual will post something saying, got a new job. Got the job of a lifetime. That's great that you're having the second job of a lifetime. But what happened in between? Are you telling anybody about the bad things that happened to you? People say, woke up today, crabby. Woke up, itched my balls. I mean, do, really? I mean, I don't look at any of this stuff. There are certain people who I get memes on my phone. And I look at it, it'll appear. And I'll laugh. I won't laugh all the time. I'll think some of them are disgusting. But overall... At least they're making an effort to be entertaining. But I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what job you have. I'm happy for you that you are in existence. But do you really care about where I'm at or what I'm doing? If you have some kind of tragedy in your life, a death in the family. Tragic. Why in the world would you want to post some kind of tribute to this person who passed away? And I'm talking in general, universal, not talking about any of the people I know. Why would you want to let people know about this person who they may not even have met. They might even not not know anything about. Yes, my 95-year-old great aunt passed away. Met her once, but I will miss her. Do, Do I really need to broadcast that? You don't even know me, let alone my great aunt. And if you do know me, and you've had the passing of a relative or a friend, Well, you're not going to tell me on Facebook, are you? You're going to tell me with a text or a phone call. 
So it's poppycock and balderdash. You're letting people know about this tragedy. Don't you feel bad enough already? A lot of times I think people just are grasping for attention or so insecure that they want conversation from anyone who they consider a friend, just a Facebook friend. So if you see me do that on my Facebook page, well, then I would have forgotten what I've said. I do post things periodically. I mentioned yesterday, Thursday, November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the title of my last episode. Well, that comes from V for Vendetta, my favorite film. Got a huge tattoo in my back. Again, if you want to shower with me, you can see that tattoo. Or if you don't, I can just lift up my shirt. And you can gawk at it. And by the way, hurt when getting it done. And I can't even remember when I got it done. It hurt like a mofo. Then I came up with the idea that somebody mentioned, they said, it's fading. And I said, what do you mean it's fading? They said, well, the color, you can't see it that well. So what did I do? I went to... I don't even know if it was the same one to a tattoo place and they, well, I guess colored it in folks. If you've never had a tattoo done, they can be painful depending on where you get it. (laughs) But if you have something filled in and the tattoo artist is using the needle like a crayon and just coloring, Oh my, I was crying. I could not wait for it to be over. Love the tattoo. I don't see it much because it's on my back. But I do love the tattoo. And I did post something that it was Guy Fawkes Day in England. He threatened to blow up Parliament. He failed. But that is the premise of the film V for Vendetta, starring Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving. I can quote the movie. I'm not going to. I have a certain amount of time, actually. You don't want to hear me ramble for longer than, well, longer when I'm done. But I'll post something periodic, pe- periodically, but usually I don't. So Facebook, you can have it. That's just me. You're never going to hear me say or post, hey, guess what? Had grape nuts today. Got done. Took a large crap. I mean, Really? Going to China. Who cares where you're going? So you're letting people know where you're vacationing? You might as well say, here. Here. Here's the key to my house. Break in. I'm going to be gone for two weeks. And please, please, if you are a youngin, use a different name. Or, for gosh sakes, don't put pictures of being drunk. Or a video of you stumbling somewhere or doing something stupid because that will catch up to you. Nothing ever leaves the internet. Believe me, somewhere out there you can find my little stint in porn because those things never, ever leave the internet. And I interjected it in there. And yes, 
I did know what I said, and right now you're curious, aren't you? Well, maybe some other time I can tell you that tale. But you always will have something you do or say. It will always be on the Internet. And if it can be deleted, well, then I've just showed what I know about technology. So Facebook, you can have it. Great that you spend hours and hours on it. Me? No, but please follow me on my Facebook page, Jeff Stritch, and, of course, my Facebook page for this show, Strictly Stritch in Time. Thank you to Shaggy and CBW Productions. He does such a great job. We're just so mentally in cue that... I put markers on what I want. He doesn't even tell me what kind of music he puts in and then produces the show, and it is fantastic. So thank you to Shaggy and CBW Productions. Also, you can catch me on my, well, first of all, you can catch the show on other social media platforms, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please listen, and you can also catch me on my other podcast of Mikes and Men. The of Mikes and Men you should listen to with my good buds, Sean and Mo. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to step over to the other studio and record that. That's just the kind of guy I am. The next time you hear my voice will be the next time you listen to this show. So I can't wait to broadcast to record another program. Hopefully you can't wait to listen. I'm Jeff Stritch. This has been Strictly Stritch in Time. Be safe, be happy, be proud. Peace.